Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Today, our very special guest is Bronson Crawford. Bronson is the stewardship director at Athens Church here in Athens, where he's been since 2018, but I've known him for over 20 years. He graduated from Emanuel College in spring of 2002 from the School of Christian Ministries, and he was an outstanding basketball player there at the college. He was student pastor at Grace Fellowship here in Athens from 2002 until 2010. At that time, he planted and pastored Synergy Church in Winder, Georgia from 2010 to 2017. But in 2018, he joined Athens Church staff as stewardship director. He married his lovely bride, Lindsay Crawford, in uh, 2007. They have two sons and a daughter, Landon, Cohen, and Hallie. He's from Tacoa, Georgia. And I need to tell you that he was our kids, Justin and Jordan's student pastor. So we have a deep, deep love for Bronson and Lindsay Crawford. And let's join this conversation with Pastor Bronson Crawford. I'm thinking about a conversation I had last week with a student who is graduating from college and going into ministry. And we had had many conversations over the last few years, but his question to me with a serious look on his face, um, this kind of a worried tone of voice, he said, Pastor Chris, I'm going into ministry. I'm accepting this job. I'm excited in one way, but please tell me, what am I really getting into? Uh, so Tracy, as we, as we think about that and our guest today, what is ministry really like? What does it involve? And yeah, we want to talk about that today. We absolutely do. It's a pleasure to have you with us, Bronson Crawford from Athens Church, man. Welcome. It's so great to be here. Two of my favorite people right here. It's a good day. It is a good day, man. And you know, we have been through some stuff together. Uh, I'm looking around the stream, I'm thinking back to times we had board meetings for Synergy Church and Winder all the way back to Emmanuel College. And, and uh, one of the things I love to talk about with, uh, with Bronson is, um, whoo, it suddenly hit me that you're, you're my children's uh, youth pastor. And I will always be so grateful for what the Lord has done in, in their lives and continues to do, particularly in Justin's life. But Justin and Jordan love you and, and uh, got to be a part of your wedding. So uh, it's just great to be together. I wasn't expecting the emotion today. Wow. Forgive me then. Yeah, well, it takes me back, Tracy, when I was a young student pastor just starting out. You were kind enough to open your home to me every Wednesday night um, so that I could save a little money for a home and not have to drive all the way to Tacoa where my parents lived. Um, and so I'm grateful for those days. I call those the good old days. And that's <laughs> what those were. As you look back, it, it, it is easy sometimes to forget the positive difference you made decades ago or months ago or years ago because we're often so focused on the now and the what next that, wow, there are people whose lives have been changed over what I did long ago. Well, the, the longer I spend in ministry, the more I realize uh, that it's mostly about what God did in spite of myself. And so I'm grateful <laughs> anytime I get to hear a story like that. 
That's good. Absolutely. Well, let's do a deep dive. Let's go back to, man, uh, some, how in the world you came to know the Lord and got called into ministry. Uh, I don't want to assume that people know all that about, about you, Bronson, but, but take us back a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to go back too far, but um, I think I have to to kind of share my story. When I was four to five years old, my parents were divorced. They were not living for the Lord at all. And as they both renewed a relationship with Jesus and wholeheartedly started following Him, they actually were remarried when I was six, and that shaped the rest of my life. Um, I grew up from that point forward in church and was taught from an early age to follow Jesus. November 1st, 1987, 12 days before my eighth birthday, I accepted Jesus. And uh, by the grace of God, I've been following Him um, for the last little bit. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I um, went to Emmanuel College after a stint of pursuing civil engineering. I felt called into full-time ministry, transferred to Emmanuel, was... Um, blessed enough to be able to play basketball there and uh, get some education paid for. And then literally a few weeks after graduating, honestly, because uh, of you, uh, Pastor Tracy, uh, connecting me here with Grace Fellowship, I started in student ministry a few weeks later. Eight years of student ministry and felt called to plant a church in Winder. And that season lasted for five years before uh, transition into the role that I'm in now, ultimately at Athens Church as stewardship director. Wow. And you said that very quickly. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stories there. Well, we were blessed to, Chris and I, to serve on the board at, at Synergy, to walk through it, that uh, and speak in your services. You were very, very gracious and uh, allow us an opportunity to do that. But it's just been uh, a beautiful thing and not always an easy thing to to look and see how God has directed your path and through different seasons. And meanwhile, through all that, you got married uh, and have three children. And uh, man, and now they're growing up and boy, the seasons of life are swapping around. But go back to that period. You, you were a successful youth pastor, not just a youth pastor. You did well here and you served a good tenure. How did you know it, that, that, man, that God was stirring the waters for that change and all that? Yeah, I specifically remember a Wednesday night, uh, which is when our student ministry met, um, just praying before one of the services alone and began to feel a burden to plant a church specifically in Winder, had no clue why, and wrestled with that uh, for a lot of weeks. Mm. And um, my wife was a voice of reason to me in that season, and caused me not to just jump into it from the beginning. Um, but yeah, we wrestled with that dream to plant a church um, for several, several months uh, before kind of jumping into that. I think for me, it goes back to, uh, you know, accepting Christ at an early age. I always had this dream of doing something great for God. Mm. Uh, I would always say, I want to do, do great things for God. Um, I would read stories in the Bible of people who did great things and how God would use people uh, to lead others and impact the world. Um, And I always just had a dream. I wanted to do great things for God. And uh, when I had this dream to plant a church, 
uh, for me, that was an opportunity to step out into a, a really difficult and scary opportunity uh, to pursue um, God's call in my life to a greater degree. Um, I've learned a lot on the backside of that season uh, that we could talk about for hours. Um, but I think for me, at at the end of the day, what I've now come to realize is in wanting to do great things for God, sometimes it's easy to pursue just doing great things. Yeah. And um, I, I think as I look back, a lot of my disappointment was not feeling as if I had accomplished all that I wanted to accomplish for myself, but it's so beautiful to see how God has positioned me where I'm at now um, to be used in spite of myself and spite of what I would consider my greatest failure in life and ministry. Um, But it was such a beautiful season that I'm so grateful for. I'm super grateful for your influence in my life during those years and how you helped lead me as I led others. What what would bring you to reach the conclusion or at least have the feeling of failure? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I've always been competitive playing sports growing up. Um, and so to me, uh, to start something with an end goal or a dream in mind and not reach it is failure in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that failure uh, in our culture is such a negative concept that people live their lives in fear of it Mm. and they'll do anything not to fail. Mm. Uh, But I'm coming to just embrace failure. Yeah. Yeah, I look at my life and all of what I would consider small failures to large failures and see how God's used that to change me, to mold me, to make me into who I am today and to learn from those failures. And any great success is lined with, Tons of failures along Absolutely. the way, you know? And so it's just failure is an opportunity to take steps forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful for that season. I see, it as, I see it as important for us to understand um, those things that we conclude are failures may not be. Mm. You know, from our human perspective, when we think of uh, we need to run this business forever, we need to run this church mm-hmm. forever, we need to reach these numbers um, and if we do not, therefore that equals failure. When as a sense, um, we could have a different angle. Is like, you know, I am to do this for a season. And lives are changed. People are given hope during that time. And it is not to have a permanent lifespan. Well, what are your thoughts on that? As, as, as you look back and think, you know what, I, I made a difference and it trained me, it developed me, and I brought healing and hope to the hurting people. I mean, Tracy and I saw what you were doing. We saw lives being changed there, mm-hmm. didn't we, Tracy? So how do we have that equilibrium, that balance of the whole success, failure, open, close model of our culture? Yeah, it's, you know, I look back on our opening day. I remember January uh, 22nd, 2012. And 275 people showed up to our very first Sunday, our launch Sunday. Crazy. Uh, by Easter, we were at 361, and I, I literally thought I would be the next megachurch pastor. Um, mm. And uh, I think that God allowed that season. I think, I think that we think in terms of linear, but God's mm. uh, a God of seasons. And 
man, some seasons are fruitful and some seasons aren't as fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can look back on that season and I can see tons of fruit. And I can also see uh, when that season kind of began to wane and and ended and how it led to even more fruit in my mm-hmm. life and, and yeah. ministry. Um, but But yeah, I think of, you know, I got a phone call several months ago and an elderly man in our church passed away and mm-hmm. and the wife called me. Yeah. You know? And uh I haven't been their pastor for uh quite some time now, but it was me that they called. That's and right. I got to go and minister to yeah. him and to her and um yeah, I mean th- there's no doubt that God used that season and mm-hmm. uh dozens if not hundreds of people uh, made decisions to follow Jesus or grew in their relationship mm-hmm. or um, their lives were impacted in major ways. So I'm super grateful for that. But I guess I kind of get to look at it in my own terms of what God did in my life, mm-hmm. uh, more so than what he did in the lives of others through me. And that's what's most important to me as I move forward that's right. um, is how God has shaped me and allowed me to grow from that. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I see it as a failure in the sense of I set out to accomplish something that I'm no longer accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see it as a, a huge success, if nothing else, that God allowed me to have the courage and the faith mm-hmm. to step out and be obedient mm-hmm. when I felt called to do something. And I can just tell you, like, if I feel called to do something now, I don't shy away from it, like. Yeah, God has allowed me this this faith to trust yeah. Him even in difficult circumstances, and I, I believe it's a real gift that He's given me I, through that. I'd like to go there because I think between that where you are now and from you know there have been many many people throughout the course of my life, colleagues that I've looked to that have gone through difficult times, and they didn't find the resolve to keep going. They didn't find the next thing, or, or it was different. And in, in probably in their minds, uh, they some have, well, particularly since COVID, how many friends have we had who left ministry for one reason or another? And, and there have been very legitimate reasons. I'm not intimating that. But how is it that God kept you through uh, becoming disenchanted or disillusioned? Uh, and that was a process too. Uh, but tell us about that and the, the very things you talked about, how God has been and is growing you in those areas, Bronson. Yes. Yeah, so um, I really, I think back to our final board meeting at Synergy Church. The two of you were in the room. Uh, I had shared how I felt that that season was ending and uh, everyone in the room affirmed uh, that that was uh, what God was kind of up to. And I'll never forget, particularly you, Pastor Chris, um, just kind of saying, hey, I really want to encourage you to pursue professional counseling. And then all the heads around the room were like nodding, this is a, a necessity. And it was almost like you guys pushed me, like this is something that you have to do. Um, and that changed my life. And if I had not gone through that year of professional counseling um, I probably wouldn't be who I am today. Um, but Dr. Anderson was so gracious to 
Help me see all the lies that I was prone to believe during that season, that I wasn't good enough, that God was disappointed in Mm. me, uh, that I had missed hearing his voice. Mm. Um, So many lies I was on the verge of believing and taking credit for all of what I perceived as failure. Mm. He allowed me to see the truth that God loved me and that he had a plan in the midst of this and that I wasn't the sum of what had happened in my life. Mm. And that changed my life. Uh, That was actually my first experience with professional counseling, and it's been such a gift to me. And so I think it shaped that and reading lots of books and lots of time in prayer and surrounding myself Mm. with lots of people, honestly, just that love me and just Mm. speak well into my life, Mm. um, have led me down a path to see that God works all things to good for those mm. who love Him and are called according to His purposes, and that what I may be perceiving as something negative, um, He can turn for good, yeah. and that He always has a plan through the seasons to lead me where He wants me to be uh, or to use me in spite of myself. Yeah, And so, <laughs> yeah, that's been a, a huge gift. Thank you. Well, I, um, I think sometimes... Uh, God uses all those things, as you said, good, bad, ugly. Sometimes they're things that happen to us. Sometimes they're choices that we've made. Sometimes they're, they're mistakes or sins that, I've, you know, that I actually make those things. Sometimes it, it really isn't that way at all. It just It's life circumstances uh, or the, the uh, several circumstances coming together in such a way. But brings us to a point of grace and desperately needing uh, the unmerited favor of God and the, the the reality that we just struggle with in this culture in particular that we think our performance is just key and and my, my success or my failure is based on how well I do this or that and that's just not the gospel it's not that's not very good news <laughs> but the good news is that God will redeem whatever whenever however uh, and that's not questionable. The reality is that's that's the God we serve. And when that becomes a reality in my life and in your life, then we're better able to help other people, I think. Absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, that's that's true. Um, I, I think of a lot of people would look at my role right now. I'm, I'm the stewardship director mm-hmm. at Athens Church. Um, I don't make most of the decisions for the church. I'm not the primary communicator for the church. I am not uh, the lead man, so to speak. And I once was. Mm -hmm. And most people would look at that and think, oh, we had to take a step back. Things didn't work out. But I look at the scope of the church in the world Mm -hmm. and how many lead guys have just allowed power and mm. fame to sabotage their walk with Jesus. True. And honestly, I feel like it's a gift in some ways that I don't have to deal with some of the temptations that some of those guys have to deal with now. And who knows what God has in the future, obviously, but um, yeah, I'm just able to see that God has positioned me in a really, really good yeah. spot for mm. me to, to serve well and be faithful. Well, we believe that. We believe that, and um, we're going to interview you again uh, for next week's uh, podcast. But uh, Tracy, 
as we end this, what are, what are you hearing? And, and what, what do you hope that our audience can take away from this? Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give in. Uh, man, uh, trust Jesus, not the plan. Not, not the, the thing that we perceive. You know, it's, it's really about that authentic, ongoing, uh, growing relationship with Jesus. And uh, that, that's got to be the heart of everything. And it doesn't matter what we do. It's really about knowing him and yeah. letting him guide our life and shape our lives and, and, and deal with, with, with our stuff. Yeah, and just super grateful Bronson, for your your willingness to just share and be real and authentic, that's that's exactly what I would expect. And it's really cool for the three of us to be in the same room together, getting to do yeah, this because it's a been lot. a minute. And uh, uh, what the audience can't see is how, in our hearts, uh, we've looked at each other a couple times in this conversation, going, "Whoa, I didn't I didn't see that emotion coming," because to see the reality, the truth of God working through. Uh, is just, wow, I'm reminded of why I get up every day, man. Yeah. Uh, love you, buddy. So glad you're part of this conversation. You know, we have these conversations every week, Chris, because we want to help people, us included, to make our next step our best step yet. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, a weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you joined us. You can find us on your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Tracy Reynolds' new book, Second Chair Leadership, How to Serve, Thrive, and Lead from Where You Play, is available now at ctracyreynolds.com or Amazon. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their musical releases at casualamericans.com or your favorite music supplier. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.